Evening and welcome. Listen to the Story of Rock and Roll Radio Show with me, James Daubney, and that's a kickoff track called Hurricane Years, Alice Cooper. Yeah, we are living in a hurricane years. It just seems everything is uh, topsy turvy at the moment. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. And uh, I'm going to keep you guys entertained for the next little bit and then hand over to the rock doctor who's got a hell of a show lined up for you. Take my hand. Look at here. I said, no, 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 mister, please. You can't bring a bad boy to his knees. Got a subtle way to say get out of town. Shoot the preacher down.
Van Halen, there was a comedian, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Barry Hilton, who always used to talk about uh, the band from the Free State, Van Halen. Yep, that's them, and a track called Jump, a very, very good song, amazing guitar solo, that. Eddie got so much flack for the keyboards, but I mean, he, used, he knew how to play keyboards before he ever touched a guitar. Uh, and then before that, Bullet Boys, uh, Shoot the Preacher Down is the name of the track. So, what are we going to have now? Okay, so again, check out some Warrior Soul. There's a fantastic band guy called Corey Clark on um, on vocals. Kind of lost his voice these days. I heard an album that they put out about two years ago, and it, it was it wasn't anything like this. I can tell you. Bitches! 
Okay, so that's my discovery of the year. It's amazing how uh, rock and roll and metal are. I, I wait 20, 22 years to discover the album of the year. Well, it was actually released in 1991. It's a band called Beautiful Creatures, DJ Aspo on guitar. DJ Aspo, who's in, um, well, not really anybody in 6am at the moment, but I'm, I'm hoping they'll come back when uh, Nicky gets bit bored of the Motley Crue stuff and needs uh, some really good musicians around him but uh, Beautiful Creatures was the band and track was called Wasted and uh, the guitar solo was DJ Ashba and before that we had Warrior Soul um, with a track called Downtown which is something I would not suggest anywhere in Johannesburg or on the East Rand or KZN or pretty much anywhere except the Western Cape in South Africa. I uh, was a, a mention on the group earlier on about KK's Priest. Some guys weren't aware that KK Downing had um, a, a new band with with Ripper Owens on vocals. Ripper Owens was, uh, well, he filled in for Rob Halford for two years um, and he's an awesome, awesome vocalist, but he's not Rob Halford, let's be honest. So KK and Ripper Owens have got uh, the second um, KK's Priest out and there's an awesome interview with uh, Ripper Owens about this album. I'm going to play a track quickly and it sounds like this. Sixty. 
listen to me brothers and sisters the day of recognition will be here
it's easy to forget how good Aerosmith are. I must say, I'm, I'm, they've never been my favourite band for some reason. Maybe because I'm such a Rolling Stones dude, and uh, Aerosmith have always sort of been seen as the American Stones. But it's not, it's not the music; it's the lips that uh, draws that comparison. But uh, tracks called "Street Jesus" and uh, it's a good antidote for the track before, which was "Hymn 66" by KK's Priest, and uh, I. KK is back and you can hear by the guitar work he's got a, another guitarist with him a guy called AJ Mills who I once called AA Milne and then realized that that was the wrote Winnie the Pooh uh, so AJ Mills very very far away from Winnie the Pooh as you can hear on that track and then um, yeah Street Jesus by Aerosmith with I think it's Joey Kramer was the drummer for Aerosmith but he's certainly uh, keeping a really cool beat in that track okay so talking about the rolling stones the new album's out we've played a couple of tracks they released that um angry and then they released the seven minute track with uh, one of those um one of those uh, female singers um that i don't listen to um just trying to think who it is it's um I don't know, one of the kardashians or um I don't know, Taylor, somebody, or Lady Lady Swift, might be Lady Swift anyway. But we haven't played that one, but what we are going to play now is a new track off the album called Bite My Head Off. It's awesome.
Okay, that's that just, uh, it's perfect, eh? Tesla, don't de-rock me. So if aliens come down, they grip you, they put you in a spacecraft, and they say, explain to us what this whole thing with the twin lead guitars is all about, and you don't have a copy of Judas Priest, The Sentinel, then that's the track you've got to play them, because that work there between Tommy Skioch and Frank Hannon is just fantastic. And how's that, uh, the bass and the drums, uh, Brian Wheat and... Um, Troy, whatever his name was, Laqueta, I think it was. What a great band, Tesla. And then before that, the Rolling Stones, the brand new track. Um, also, another very angry track. It's a fantastic album. It's like you, you, I mean, they got so much energy for guys that are knocking on 80. They're still the greatest band in the world. Okay, so I played that Tesla because, uh, as you guys will know by now, um, that was a sad loss to Story of Rock and Roll. Lost a, a good friend in Athol Curtis, and um, it's still very sad and, and very raw. But uh, we're moving on, and there's a lot of love for him. There's a lot of uh, WhatsApp groups with. Um, people there's like up to almost a hundred people on the remembering athel group now it's really uh, some incredible memories coming out and i played basically a three-hour show for him uh, and and all the music that him and i shared so that particular track that tesla track that was one of the ones i didn't have room for so i'm squeezing that in and i'm just going to spend the next uh, three songs or so just uh, playing a couple of athel tracks before we get you um, up to seven and i'll over to the rock dock so here's a band that Ath and I bonded over a band called Circus of Power Thank you. 
double M, Marilyn Manson, doing a fantastic cover of Your So Vain. I was just saying uh, to the First Lady the other day when we were talking about um, if Marilyn Manson and uh, Rob Zombie cover your tracks, then they, they own it. They, it's always it's better than the original. Uh, and then before that, what do we have? Again, uh, tracks for Ethel. Uh, very special tracks that particular Marilyn Manson I actually wasn't aware that it because it was a it was a hidden track he actually told me that it was there yeah it was Circus of Power uh, a track called Swamp Devil so I'm going to take off and hand you over to the Rock Doc he's uh, ready to continue rocking you guys and I'm going to play out with a final track for my buddy Athel and I'll catch you guys next week
You're tuned in to the story of rock and roll with James D on Rebel Rock Radio, the heart of good music. Okay, so Yerkes might be confused, so apologies for that. So that hour that we've just had where you weren't told that you were listening to Story of Rock and Roll radio shows, because that was the first hour of Bulldogs on Friday. And um, I'd done the three-hour show for Athol on uh, Thursday night. It was pretty much frazzled me, to be honest. It was an emotional show. If you listen to it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, if you didn't, it's on the podcast. So then that first hour was recorded the, the, the next day. So uh, there were one or two things that needed to be done. So you are now on the Story Rock and Roll Radio show on Rebel Rock Radio. And I'm in the Maldives, so that's why this is a show that's recorded. But I've got lots of stuff for you tonight. We've got to do the Diabolical Challenge that we didn't do uh, last week. And I've got an awesome interview with Cindy Louise and a brand new track of hers that gets released Friday morning, it's like tomorrow morning, and we'll play the interview and we'll play the track, and then all the normal cuck that you're used to. So, um, yeah, we continue with Story Rock and Roll Radio Show on Rebel Rock Radio.
Okay, so that's a band called Overdrivers, and a track's called You Cheated On Me. I don't know where they're from. I did know. I looked it up. Um, I actually think they're like from somewhere where you wouldn't expect. They sound like they're Aussies, but I think they're like from uh, Denmark or, I don't know, one of those one of those countries in Europe that are overrun with um, non-Australians. And then before that, we had a band called The Answer. That's a, they came out of Ireland, and the track was called Come Follow Me, which, um, yeah, I look at the pens who's, who's suggesting that. There's a, a lot of assholes that you shouldn't be following. Right, so where are we? We're, as I say, trying to do two things at once. It's really interesting listening to Mario and Bulldogs and recording this show. If you listen to the wrong song, you forget what you're doing, and you either say that you've played a song which you haven't played or you stop in the wrong place so we're going to take a listen to Udo yes, he's got, I got his um, best of album it's, um, it's an awesome album it's just called The Legacy and then in brackets best of it's got like I think 30 or 60 songs on it and um, all, all, the, all the tracks are fantastic and a lot of stuff like this <laughs> I had a dream to 
Okay, now that's an interesting track. It's one of those, um, I don't know, have to test and see if I know my audience. I've got a feeling Norman will really like that. It's got the right sort of um, level of prog to it. It's a band called White Wizard, and it's like, I don't know why they called it White Wizard. It's not like um, the Oaks who used to run NJC or anything like that. It's a band's called White Wizard, and I don't know what would happen if they were called Black Wizard. Then it would just be, maybe it must just be Wizard Wizard. Anyway, they're awesome. It was actually Leon Konomidi's, um album he he told me about white wizard and the tracks called infernal overdrive and i think that's actually the name of the album as well but they got lots of stuff out so check him out if you dug that and then before that we had udo who used to be the uh, vocalist for accept udo dirk schneider he's been solo for longer than he was in accept and it's a track called like a lion Okay, so um, I'm a huge Butch Walker fan. You guys know that. I think I'm alone. I haven't had anybody on Story of Rock and Roll who's kind of come back and said, yes, we love Butch Walker. So I may be on thin ice here. But Marvelous 3, which is the band that Mike Portnoy told me about, was the original, well, it wasn't the original band Butch was in. It was the band that he was in after he finished his stint in the 80s hair metal bands. Um and then they broke up and Butch has been solo forever and doing all these, um, producing everybody's albums and doing really, really well. But suddenly they reformed and they put out an album called Marvelous 3, 4. And this is a track called uh, Killer Motherfucker That Breaks Your Heart.
182 aliens exist i think everybody knows that and uh, now we're starting to see all the documents coming out it's going to be really interesting um, we were warned that uh, there'd be a lot of uh, alien stuff going on i don't think anybody really cares anymore Oaks obviously aren't uh, going to come and eat us um, like why would you uh, it's not really something to be too worried about and i um, mean an advanced civilization will <laughs> They're going to take one look at us and go, these looks are so fucked. There's no point at all in uh, doing anything. So, at, and then before that, we had Marvelous 3 with a great little track called, um, this is a, I told you what the name was. It wasn't like a statement. It was what the track was actually called. Um, I'll kill a motherfucker who breaks your heart, something like that. So I interviewed Cindy Louise uh, the other day. And um, she's got a brand new track coming out. She's going to talk to us about it now. So let me just uh, get the interview. And uh, here's what we spoke about. Okay, so it's a big welcome to Cindy Louise. She's got a song being released tomorrow morning, 27th of October, called Innocence. And uh, we're just going to chat a little bit about, a little bit about it. How are you, Cindy Louise? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So um, I know that this track is is one of your sort of rock tracks and that your um, other albums probably aren't as rocky as that. I know you, you've got your first album out and that's, doing, that's very much piano-based from what I heard. Yes, definitely. So I think my first album is very much kind of in the pop genre and it's very based on ballad kind of music if you're going to like attach a genre to it. But from that point, I've really been experimenting and that's exactly why I started releasing singles because 
it wasn't that I wasn't happy with the sound, but I really wanted to develop develop myself and develop my artistry and really kind of see, okay, like who is Cindy Louise? What is her sound? What is her message? Who's her audience going to be? And that's how I kind of came to the rock genre because I just felt that I had so much like passion for music and so much emotion to give that that kind of genre was really the only genre that could handle me. And from that point on, I've actually been also experimenting with a bit of metal elements, but I haven't gotten as far as to actually go 100% there because I'm actually first getting vocal training just to ensure that I don't hurt my voice when I start doing all the screaming. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> well, the story of rock and roll audience loves all the screaming. Um, we listen to a lot of Arch Enemy and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, it's fascinating. But um, And then you've got um, Eric... Um, uh, no, I gave you his name a second ago. <clears throat> yeah, Eric Cameron. That's it, right. And he's from from uh, Red Helen. Yes, exactly. So I've known Eric for quite some time because our parents knew each other. And it's not that we weren't like ever really friends, but, you know, he's got he was busy with his rock music. I was busy studying opera at the time. So our genres didn't really interlink, but I was always very fascinated with what he was up to. And even in my debut album, he played a lot of the guitar in uh, most of the songs because he's just absolutely talented and I absolutely love working with him because he just gets like what kind of sound I want and these new projects especially are just as exciting because like he really gets the like nitty-gritty of what I want because he's like so specialized in that genre. Because if, if I'm right he put the solos on Outcasts as well. Yes, yes. And, that's, I mean, and then that's he also brilliant. sang in it. Yeah, he yeah, also sang it. Awesome, awesome, awesome guitar work in that. I love that. The, well, I love what he's done there. Yeah, um, and but now you're in the Netherlands. Is he in South Africa? He's actually in New Zealand. So it's wow. a lot of like emailing and zooming and a lot of like, you know, sending messages. It was actually really funny because it's not that I didn't intend him to be on this um single, but I was already working on it long before. I was actually doing Outcasts. I've been working on the song for about two years and I had the finished product already, probably for like two months, but there was just really something missing. And I was like, it's missing like some sort of layer just to give that extra oomph to it, you know? So then I just sent it through to him and I said, hey, like, what do you think it needs? Like, what do you think we can add? Because I don't want the song to be kind of like regurgitated loads of layers, but I need something that will just give that extra oomph to it. And he actually just laid down some guitar solos in there just to embellish some of the like uh, choruses and that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, uh, no, it's awesome. And we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it in a, in a short while. Um, and so and, and so you've been in Amsterdam for what, for the, since 2019? Or have you moved there recently? Yes. About like four years I've been here. It's been quite a, not a challenge, but quite a cultural shock, you know, coming from South Africa. The people are very different. The music industry is very different. So it's, I feel like I'm swimming in a pool of like interestingness the whole time. <laughs> yeah, because I interviewed um, Jacques van Amerva from When Angels Came about uh, about 
three months back, and he's also he's also in 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 the Netherlands. Mm. So uh, yeah, no, this is just South African musicians all over the world at the moment. I spoke to Vaughan Prangley two weeks ago, and he's in Dubai. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's uh, amazing. What a world! Um, and the song yeah. itself is, it's I think I read through the lyrics. It's quite dark, and I know you spent a lot of time working on it. Um, well, what's the sort of background to that song? Um, if you had to explain it to people, well, basically it goes with the fact that I all of a sudden have this feeling where this innocent kind of childlike trust towards people has just disappeared. And it's not that I don't trust people anymore or that I'm not like sympathetic or anything like that, but I have this kind of like background in my head that just has this, oh, but can you really trust this person because you've been hurt so much? And it really comes from basically me moving here. All of a sudden, I'm no longer protected by my parents because they were very overprotective of me growing up. Mm. And I've had to, like, you know, kind of face the world alone. And I just really kind of come across every other kind of person as well as very kind people and people that have helped me. But I just no longer have that sweet innocence as I was when I was growing up as a child. So it's kind of sad, but it's true, you know. I mean, this world shapes you. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, look, that's fantastic. So we're going to listen to the song and uh, let the people tell us what they think. I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy it very much. So thanks so much for talking to us on Rebel Rock Radio. And I look forward to chatting to you again um, next time you've got another single or something for us to hear. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. And the EP is coming out soon, so we'll have loads to talk about. So, so what's the EP going to be called? I actually have no idea yet. I really want it to be something that has to do with showing all of me and just being completely open. So I was thinking maybe something like Glass or M20, something kind of like really smart and well thought out. So I'm still thinking that out, but the songs are ready. So that's all that matters right now. When is that coming out? When, when are you looking at that coming out? I'm thinking it's going to come out around February next year. So yeah, yeah. it's going to have a really similar sound because I've created all three of these songs, which Innocence is the single that's going to like bring it all together. And it's got a really kind of like Evanescence, Paramore, that mm. kind of vibe to it. So I'm excited. It's like the early 2000s. I was very inspired by that. <laughs> no, because I could I could hear it. I didn't want to want to kind of put it on in a in a sort of um, you know it's like such and such. But for me, I definitely mm-hmm. got that Evanescence feeling, the power of the vocals and everything else that, that goes with it. So now I think it's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that. We definitely must chat again. Um, so let me let the people hear the tr- hear innocence and um, yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I wish everyone a wonderful day. Thanks, Cindy Louise. Bye.
go. That's Cindy Louise and a track called Innocence. I tell you, it was such a cool interview to do. Um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect because the press release is, is fairly sort of um, dark and gothic-y. I wasn't expecting her to be so bubbly. She was in her car. I was behind my bar and we had this uh, really, I say, it was a great little chat. And then um, after we finished the chat, as the same as what happened with Vaughan Prangley, we ended up talking for another 10 minutes because she's got a a master's in um, music philosophy of music or musical philosophy can't remember which one it is but i was very interested to hear about that so um, yeah she's she's great so let's wait for the ep and talk to her again but um, check out her other stuff she's got her her other album i did mention it in the interview is it's it's a bit too quiet for me but uh it's it's really really good so you should check it out and if it's to your taste buy it Okay, here's a band called Wolf. Let's check out and see how how they sound. I don't know why I said that. We, we've played them plenty of times. The track's called Steel Winged Savage Reaper, and it's like if there's one thing you don't want to wake up and find that in your garden, it's a Steel Winged Savage Reaper. Steel Winged would be bad enough, but then if it's also Savage and a fucking Reaper, then uh, yeah, uh, run a mile.
Burning Witches, and the track's called Possession, which is uh, all about nine-tenths of the law and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then before that, Wolf with Steel-Winged Savage Reaper. And as I said, watch out for that oak, I mean, and just uh, unless you can get him to clean your pool or something. So last week uh, on, was it Friday morning, Judas Priest released uh, their track called Panic Attack. Uh, off the, in, the album that's coming up soon called Invincible Shield. So I missed it for Story of Rock and Roll because um, it was, like I say, came up on the Friday. So I played it on Bulldogs and then I could, didn't play it last week because of Athel's um, the tribute to Athel's show and Devil's Child was uh, a track that was uh, that made sense to play. So I've actually shortchanged you, Oaks, because um, you guys, if you... Um, get all your new music from Story of Rock and Roll, then uh, you would expect to have heard the Judas Priest already. So here it is, and uh, it's awesome.
were the Judas Priest eh? like a metal machine what a track uh, that is such a incredible I want to say return to form because there's no well there's, there is cuck Judas Priest but um, just one album and it's not turbo um, but yeah the guitar work and, and the drums Scott Rock not Scott Rockenfeld Scott Travis on drums and uh, but Halford I mean the, I mean the guys what is he 75 76 somewhere around there how the voice and, and that track is it's a bit like painkiller was you think it's going to end and then they just they just rip another couple of um guitar solos fantastic stuff glenn tipton apparently very involved with this album uh they reckon that he can't play all the time but when he's having his good days he's really having his good days but he's doing a lot of the um he's contributing to the writing a lot which is awesome and nice to see um glenn tipton contributing to the songwriting okay so it's time for the immortals and um we've got to do the diabolical challenge which i didn't do last week it's four albums from 2016 so we've got volbeat we've got megadeth we've got um 6 a.m and something else what the fuck um airborne that's what it is so we'll go through those but let's just do the immortals track as a track over seven minutes long and uh this week it's the turn once again of iron maiden
Okay, there we go. So that's Iron Maiden, Blood Brothers, this week's Immortals track. Yeah, we've lost a brother. And, um, yeah, it is what it is, eh? Anyway, good track. I remember when they did that live when we were freezing cold in that um, Emperor's Palace or whatever. It was one of those casino-y type jaws and Iron Maiden played in the heart of Benoni of all places for Iron Maiden to kind of go to. Um, okay, so it's time for the Diabolical Challenge. This is the one that I advertised two weeks ago. We didn't get to it, so we're doing it now. So the four albums were Airborne, um, Breaking Out of Hell, Volbeat, uh, Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie, 6am Blessed are the uh, prayers for the blessed or prayers for the damned. Let me just quickly check what it was, it's because there were two and they're, they're almost interchangeable but this particular track came from prayers for the blessed and then megadeth dystopia so we'll play those tracks and you guys tell me which album you would take if you could only take one
So much I could say about that. Volbeat is is pretty much the runaway um, favorite on on these four albums. It was on the Facebook poll. Uh, it's between that and Megadeth, and we'll talk about Megadeth just now. But you know, that's how Rob Gaggiano basically saved Volbeat. I wouldn't say save Volbeat, but he took him to the next level because it just made such a difference when you put a lead guitarist of that caliber into Volbeat. He was originally um, in Anthrax and then he produced for Volbeat but then he ended up doing guitar work and it was like ah fuck it let me just join the band. He's been there ever since. Looks a little bit like little Steven. Um, Anyway so now and then we had Airborne before that out of Australia Um, and so, so I made a chirp on the on the Facebook post about these albums, saying that like it's thin pickings in 2016. But um, you know, I mean, you had all sorts of stuff out. You had like Event Sevenfold put out the stage. We had um, Bowie's Black Star, which he put out like as he died. Uh, there was a good Kill Switch Engage album. There was Ale- Asking Alexandria the Black. Blackstone Cherry had uh, Kentucky out, Gujira had Magma, so it was a good year for metal. I mean, it's some serious metal. Metal Church put out an album. Um, Amon Amarth put out an album. Rival Sons put out Hollow Bones. So, the, I mean, there was stuff out there, but 
you know, when you look at what was going on in sort of 84 and 91 and 79 and all those years, you sort of think, uh, you know, music's going uh, the wrong way. But I totally disagree. You listen to the actual musicianship and how tight these bands are. And here's, here's a great example now. I'm going to play the Megadeth track. This is, would be my pick. If I could only take one album, I'd take this Megadeth. This track, The Threat is Real, and it is. Um, especially given what's going on um, up north.
so good, eh? Really, I think I'll change my vote and go with the 6 a.m. That that should be an anthem. That that is uh, like a message should be should be screamed at certain people in this world. We will not go quietly. It's like fuck this shit. Honestly, what a track. Okay, so that's 6 a.m. Um, and like I said, I'm I'm not here. Um, I'm in uh, in the Maldives, so um, I hope my besties are are listening. And it's weird because I'm also listening to the Rock Doctor, and um, he's playing Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire, and he's playing heavy metal, Love by Helix, and I'm also and now he's playing Ozzy Osbourne, Over the Mountain, and I'm kind of putting this show together and talking to you, Oaks. So um, yeah, so well. And I, as again, I hope uh, the the detonator is listening because this particular band, Sir Lord Baltimore, I didn't know them. Came out this album came out in about sixty nine, seventy, somewhere around there. A guy called uh, Louis Louis Dumbra on guitar. I think it's Louis Dumbra. I must check out. I'm not sure of the pronunciation, um, but they were like a three piece. Yeah, Louis Dumbra and a guy called John Garner. And he was the drummer and he sang, so it was a bit like the Don Brewer thing from Grand Funk. But I listened to the guitar work, it's so cool.
That's off the Irishman in New York album. He's just so good, eh? So, so good, Rory Gallagher, especially for Margaret Kennedy. Always play Rory for her. And then, as I said before, uh, before that, we had Sir Lord Baltimore. Well, it's just amazing. If you put the headphones on when you listen to that track, they're flicking the guitar between the two sides. And it's like a, I mean, it's like a cross between Arthur Brown, MC5, and Blue Cheer <clears throat> with the sort of um, Spiders from Mars rhythm section. It really was ahead of its time. And that one was a, a 
one of the ones that Velasca gave me. So yeah, it's only me and Margie and Velasca left now from the early days of Story Rock and Roll Radio Show without Ath. But uh, amazing, eh? more music out of 1970. I've got another one here, also from 1970 or 71 somewhere. And again, amazing guitarist Buck Dharma from um, Blue Oyster Cult.
the Allman Brothers Band. Uh, they were great, eh? Midnight Rider, classic track. Any Allman Brothers Band fan knows that track. And then before that, we had a, a mellow Blue Oyster Cult track called uh, Last Days of May. Cool track, love it. Okay, but I am getting... Uh, I know, well, I don't know, but... I get the feeling that I'm getting a little bit too mellow here and I'm losing my metalhead audience. So uh, I think we'll just blast out the last 15 minutes with uh, stuff like this.
confined They feel this vicious act of violence What has been justified Somewhere in the total darkness That's where you might expect me to hide But one thing that you don't know Is I'm right on the gunslinger's side
Yeah, such a cool voice, a eh? big dead rich tippy Texas tippy <laughs> Texas hippie coalition. Uh, track called Peacemaker. Very, very cool. Love it. And then before that, Arch Enemy. Uh, first day. What's, what's it called? Something about first day in hell or something like that. Yeah, first day in hell off Will to Power. Um, Alyssa White Glass on vocals, and she does an amazing job of those, um, those really heavy, heavy vocals. Okay, I'm going to say cheers. Stay tuned for my main man, Jonathan Clyde. He's about to take over in uh, four minutes' time. I'm going to play out with that uh, one more track off that brand new Rolling Stones album because I dig it so much. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope the show made sense. See you next week.
James I love you You're tuned in to the story of rock and roll with James Daubney on Rebel Rock Radio.